Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. We are powering through May. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'm very excited that you are here today listening live or listening later. Either way, you are in for a big treat because today we have mystery author on Sasser Hill. And if you haven't read her books yet, you're in for a huge treat. I'm just going to read her bio so you can get to know her a little bit. And then you can find out more about her books. So, Sasser Hill, who has been involved in horse racing as an amateur jockey and racehorse breeder for much of her life, sets many of her novels against a background of big money, gambling, and horse racing. Her novel, Flamingo Road, won the Dr. Tony Ryan Best in Racing Literature Award for 2018, and her other novels have garnered a Carrie McRae Award and nominations for an Agatha McCavity, I think, and Claymore Award. You can learn more about her on her website. I did put a link to her website on the Blog Talk site. So if you're listening live or listening later, you can click that. And she's got lots of great photos on there. And I believe you can sign up for her newsletter. You'll also find all of her social media links there too, so that you can get connected and never miss another book. So Without any further delay, are you there, Sasser? I sure am. Ah, great. Thanks for coming on today. Before the show, when we were chatting, I didn't even get to tell you that I grew up on a Morgan horse farm, so no racing, but all the horses, yes. (laughs) My stepfather was a horse trainer, so yeah, so I love talking horses. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So you have... You have a book on pre-order and another book coming out later this month. And do you want to start with Murder at Wilcott's Hotel? You want to tell everybody about it so they can go pre-order it? Um, sure. Um, it's a. I have a little series called the Janet Simpson series. And Janet Simpson is a woman who um, had a very domineering um, and pre- overly protective father and she sort of married her father but to mean that she ended up in the same sort of relationship with her husband who is you know kind and very nice but she was so sheltered from the real world I mean he took care of all the business and finance and she suddenly finds herself a very rich rich widow and she's a bit naive and and it's up to her and um, to use her wits to keep people that would take her money con men um those sorts of types, people that will just, you know, try to insinuate themselves into her life and uh, get what they can from her. And so that would be, those were the first two short stories I wrote about Janet Simpson that came out in uh, A Sisters in Crime anthology. Now, Murder at the Wilcox Hotel, Janet's less naive, a little more sharp about what's going on around her. And she has bought a racehorse. Um, her husband, of course, would never let her even think of having a racehorse. So now she owns a racehorse, and she's very excited about it. And she's taking it to Aiken, South Carolina, which is where I live, um, to train through the winter um, as a young youngster. Uh, so she um, does find out that 
hotel she's staying at is is um, actually a, it's a real hotel. I modeled it after the Wilcox Hotel here in Aiken, which is a five star, very fancy, very well known hotel. And I just called it Wilcotts, O-T-T-S, because I didn't want to use the real name. They weren't thrilled about having a murder mystery book, you know, about that. <laughs> what? Oh. So um, I, I changed, just changed the spelling, but um, it's all the Wilcox. And people here in Aiken um, just can't wait to get their hands on it because everybody goes to the hotel all the time for various events. So it, it's a fun book because there is a murder there. Um, and there's also a niece that comes to stay with um, Janet who has, been followed, who is followed by a stalker who she tried to avoid and leave, you know, her home in Maryland to get away from, but he he follows her to Aiken. So there's several um, possible suspects for the murderer, and it gets a little bit scary and a little bit interesting, and uh, as usual, it's up to Janet, and uh, she has a great friend named um, Kate Perkins. Uh, to try to figure out this, this mystery of what happened and who's involved. So the, the, I love it. <laughs> yeah, the, the people, it's gotten some, uh, it's only been out a short time, um, and it's already gotten some really good reviews, so I'm, I'm happy about that. And it's just... Um, it's always exciting to have a new book out, and every day you look to see what's happening and what's going to go on and how many pre-orders you have and that sort of thing, And which is really kind of a waste of time. You'd be much better off writing your next book. <laughs> of, I know, but we you know authors I mean? love that refresh button. We can't help it. <laughs> I know. You're right. You're right, because you have to have some feedback. Or you just, you know, I always threaten to throw myself off the balcony. Um <laughs> And my friend who's a writer says, no, just throw yourself off the edge of the carpet. <laughs> there you I, go. <laughs> yeah, don't do anything drastic. You're too good a writer and, you know, everybody enjoys reading your books, so keep going. Um, <laughs> what else can I well, tell you about this book? Well, I wanted to ask you about, because I, I, write, I write in a different genre, so I'm not super familiar with the – I know that cozies typically have someone who is not a police officer. How do you make your book so that, like, so that Janet, who sounds like a normal, you know, non-law enforcement woman, how does she end up getting herself tangled into solving murder mysteries? How do you set that up? Well, it's it's pretty simple. There's some um, great scenes um, that you find in a lot of books, and some of them are, especially in cozies, you know, the small town where everybody knows everybody, or they're they're forced together in an enclosed place. So in this one, it's they're all in this lovely luxury hotel, staying there, um, and the gentleman who's murdered is uh, she meets him, and she's quite taken with him, and he also has horses in training um, with turns out the same trainer she's using so they really um they rather fancy each other and then it's very hard for her when she finds uh his body and and realizes that he's been brutally murdered so because she becomes a prime suspect i mean she found the body right 
um, that gets her involved. And they're all staying in the hotel together. Um, all the suspects, everyone is, is there. So it's kind of like an Agatha Christie. You know, you just, you right. are all there together. And the police can do so much, but when you're right there every day having, eating, you know, meals with these people. Does she find herself a suspect? Are you still there? I don't hear you now. Hello? Saucer, I think maybe your headphones went out or something. I, I don't hear you. Okay. I think that we're having technical difficulty. So hopefully she will get that fixed here any second. I did want to talk about... Uh, she has another series called the Nikki Luttrell series, which is centered around racehorses. And um, that one sounds very interesting as well. I always enjoy um, combining horses with fiction because I grew up on a horse ranch. So I enjoy those very much. So I hope she gets this fixed so that, um, so that we can talk about it. Let me try something here on the dashboard and see if that helps. Art, can you hear me now? I do hear you now. Yay. You know what <laughs> I did? And I, I did uh, iPhones, you know, if you just let your fingers wander for a second, I hit the mute button. <laughs> oh, and no. And I can't figure out what I did wrong. So I muted the conversation, which is ludicrous. <laughs> That's okay. I vamped until you came back. So you did. I thought maybe I you had you. those Bluetooth. You. you just couldn't hear me. Yeah, well, I couldn't hear you. Probably just as well. I'm going. <laughs> you were cursing at your phone. <laughs> yeah, well, sort of, but not really. Well, just I was going to ask you. <laughs> probably good that you were muted. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you if Janet finds herself uh, a suspect. Does she get, yeah. does she become a suspect? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, she finds the body. Um, she goes up to look for him because he doesn't show up for dinner, and she finally just thinks, well, I'm just going to go up to his room. I don't really want to, but I'm going to knock on his door, and he thinks I'm bored. He can just think I'm bored, but I'm not going to sit here all night waiting for him to show up. So she goes to his room, and, of course, the door isn't really closed, and she walks in, and there's the body. Oh. Um, so she calls it in, but, you know, when you're the first one to find the body, the police, and you had a romantic interest in the person, you're you're going to be a suspect. <laughs> That's very true. What was your yeah. inspiration for the book? Do you love just love that hotel and wanted to put a mystery there? I do or? love the hotel, and I love Aiken, and there's a beautiful train track here. Um, I don't know, you probably don't follow horse racing like I do. There was a wonderful horse named Palace Malice who won the Belmont a couple of years ago, and he trained here, and I would go and visit him some mornings and give him peppermints while he was training here, and then they sent him off to race, um, and he ran second in the Derby, Kentucky Derby, and then he uh, won Belmont. He was a really nice horse. So wow, that's why I love Aiken, and that's why a lot of people send their horses here. The ground never freezes in the winter. It has a wonderful sandy soil that never gets muddy. 
people can park their cars in their front yards, you know, in February, and they won't get stuck. Um, wow. So it's it's a perfect horse town. And then they have the 2,000-acre Hitchcock Woods um, that is all for horseback riding. So it's horse heaven in here. And that's why one of the reasons I moved here, and I enjoy writing about it, because a lot of people are familiar with Aiken as, as being a big horse town. That sort of helps, you know, sell the book a little bit. So many people are familiar with Aiken. And uh, yeah. a lot and of people is, stay at is, the hotel. Is the Hitchcock Woods related to Hitchcock movie? <laughs> no. I feel stupid because I can't remember his first name, but Aiken was founded in the late 1800s by the um, very wealthy people like the Vanderbilts. Um, and the Hitchcocks and um, some of the other big, big names. Um, and they they founded it to be a place to winter their horses. That's the kind of money they had. And they really wow. developed the town, and they built the most beautiful houses, which are still here, estates, in what's called the Horse District. And it's fabulous. It's like every house has a horse sticking, at, you know, its head out of the little barn in the back, and and um, the um, streets are all gravel for horse horse riding. Wow. So, yeah, it's a great town. And then to get to the Hitchcock Woods from the historic district, it's so cool. You um, can ride your horse up to the main, the only road that's busy, and they have um, buttons to push, change the stoplights. Um, oh, uh-huh. They're up real high. They're up real right. high so people on horseback can access them. And then you can cross I, on over and go into the woods. It's fabulous. I love that. We had, um, I grew up in the East County Sticks of San Diego where all the horses are, and we used to have um, crossing lights like that where if you're on your horse, <laughs> they, they cross. Uh-huh, yep. They were up oh, higher. Great. and. And we could ride our horse to, they had like a little general store in town and you could ride your horse there and there was a hitching post so that you could tie your oh, horse and run in. And, yes. I love that. <laughs> it's like that. we grew up in an alternative universe, America. Exactly. <laughs> so it was so, really healthy and fun. Yes, very fun. Um, so what what's next for you? Is the Nikki Luttrell series, we didn't even talk about that one yet. Is that one complete, or are you going to write more of those books? I might write another Nikki Luttrell. Right now I've got a six-book series. It's been very popular. Um, but because I started, um, I had a two-book deal with St. Martin's, I had to write a new and then when that didn't um, sell as well as we'd hoped, even though one of the books got this huge award, um, I had another, I started another um, person, a gal named C in the Key. And um, her book was, was, was also well accepted and, and read well. And, um, but uh, I, and uh, you and I talked about this a tiny bit before we went on the air about writing cozies now because they're so popular. Right. Um, and I never wrote a cozy before, but the Janice Simpson books are cozies. The uh, violence is off stage. There's no cursing. There's no sex. 
um, there's romance, but no, you know, sex. Right. And uh, that's kind of the recipe for uh, cookies, listen to me, cozy. (laughs) And I think they're so popular now because right now the United States is so um, in such a turmoil and upheaval, upheaval, people just want to get away from it. They want good escape literature that's satisfying. Mm -hmm. And they know we'll have an ending that will make them feel good. So I think that that's why I'm now headed into the cozy area um, to see what I can do with that and how well how well it goes. And so the the Nikki Luttrell series is more like thriller mystery. There's there's more violence and things like that. Is that what yeah. makes them different? There is more violence than there was in the. Um, series I wrote for um, St. Martin's Press, Um, but not, you know, a lot of times they were listed as cozies by Amazon, but then Amazon listed Dick Francis books as cozies, and (laughs) so who knows, Um, it's, it's crazy, but the book that I have just finished, and um, is called Murder in the Bluegrass, and this one takes place in Kentucky. And, and it's a fun story because Janet and her friend uh, Kate Perkins, Kate Perkins has met her met a man in the previous book in um, Murder at the Wilcox Hotel. Um, Kate met a man, and he has invited them through his family connections to stay with this billionaire family in Lexington for the April um, race meet that takes place in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, at the races there uh, at Keeneland, which is a beautiful track. I've been there several times. So, and it turns out, I mean, the end of the first chapter, uh, Janet looks at, at um, Kate and says, hey, these people are really weird. Which they are, this billionaire family. They're a really strange group of people. And, of course, there's a murder. And um, the first chapter moves really fast, and um, it's, it's just, uh, I really like it. I think it's a good, a good story. Again, it's short, um, but I think people like short now. I think the long, you know, 10-hour-to-read novel just isn't doing as well as it used to. Right. No, I think so, too. I think everyone's attention spans have all kind of shortened a little bit, and we're all on media overload, you know, between binging yeah. shows on Netflix and reading books, and then there's audiobooks, and then, there, you know, there's there's so many ways to split your time now that, that, yeah, I think it's harder to stay in a chair, you know, reading a 1,200-page Stephen King novel, although I do still love those, yeah. but but you know it's it's a little bit different now than it used think, to be, yeah, and I I, I like I something I can finish. Out. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. So I have a teeny tiny racehorse story to share with you. Um, oh please do. I, my my grandfather was born in 1921, and his 
father got accepted to go to Cornell for a doctorate or something. And so he was telling me these stories that we were putting on a blog for a while. And he was telling me about this cross-country trip that they took when he was a boy. And that led them from Los Angeles to uh Cornell in New York and they stopped in Kentucky and got to get out and run around at this big horse farm and he got to meet this horse and the horse was giant and he got to pet him and the horse was so nice and the horse was man of war I was like oh my god what you oh, met you man just made the hair stand up you just made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Right? I, I couldn't amazing. believe it. But he said he was too little to know that it was such a big deal because uh, Manowar had already, you know, I guess been retired and he was that stud on mm-hmm. the farm. So, you know, he didn't realize that he had met a legend. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's you amazing. touched Manowar? <laughs> yeah, that's so- that's really something. <laughs> right? I yeah, wanted so. to touch these great horses and rub on them a little bit and then go home and rub my brood mare. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Secretariat. <laughs> and... yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much my only racehorse story there, but, but I had to share. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. So I wanted to find out what's next for you. What are you working on now? Well, um, I haven't started working on anything new yet because I just just finished this uh, Murder in the Bluegrass. I mean, I literally just wrote this um, the prologue, or it's not really just the last chapter, which just kind of wrap, wraps things up and and. Um, it was funny because at the very end of the story, um, they go back to visit Janet and um, Kate. Kate's bought, it, bought into a horse with, with Janet. And the thing is, they bought the horse that had belonged to the man that was murdered at the Wilcox Hotel. Um, so they got his young colt and they've taken him um, with them to... Keeneland to do a little training along with Janet and they use the same trainer so in the very end after all these things happen and some of the bad guys are rounded up by the police and you know they're just exhausted they've been in the police station you know being questioned all day long and they finally get a decent sort of night's sleep and the next morning they get up and they're going to leave and get the heck out of Dodge and go back to Maryland and they talk to the trainer um, and he tells them, well, you know, these two horses of yours, they're young and they're, they're doing well, but I don't want to push them, so I'm going to send them back to uh, Aiken, do some more training, take it easy with them. But then he said, in July, he said, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to Saratoga. And um, Kate's boyfriend, whose name is Tom Ryan, Tom says, oh, my God, looks like we're all going to Saratoga. So um, the next story will take place at Saratoga Racetrack the following summer, and it will be another murder mystery. Oh, so is that what you're going to write next? That is what I'm going to write next, although some people want me to write the, the – um, a lot of people really want me to write the final um, episode or the next episode in a book called um, – Travels of Quinn, and that is an interesting book, and it's a full-length novel about a girl that's um, born into the um, criminal 
family, gypsy family of um, people that actually lived near me called Irish American Travelers. And um, they are con artists and they do things like they, they're called travelers because they live really close to me in this place called Murphy Village. And um, they have, everything is in McMansion. But they all start out with living in some trailer. And some of them are so superstitious and weird that they build this McMansion and they stay in the trailer and that's parked behind the McMansion. These people are very strange. The children are taken uh, out of school no later than eighth grade. The boys start to travel with their fathers, and by the time, you know, they're 15, 16 years old, they're total con artists, and they know how the cons work. And they, they do things like they pave driveways, and six months later, the driveway crumbles, and people will go to try to, you know, uh, contact them, and they'll find out that all the papers, all the license plates, no record of them. They don't exist. So they never get their money back. And these people just keep traveling around the country, conning other people. So wow. it's an interesting thing. So that's an interesting story. And um, Quinn doesn't want to doesn't want to be this. He wants out. And it's very, very difficult because they even have, and this is all true, they have marriage contracts that they do on very young children. And they're bound together. And, you know, whether they want to be or not. So it's a very, it, it's a very interesting story. And that's why people want um the, uh, the follow-up, and I, I do want to write that, and I guess as soon as I finish the little Saratoga novella, I will go back to Quinn, and because Quinn's mother abandoned her, her, Quinn's mother was not a traveler, and she was a woman who came to study the travelers and fell in love with the charisma and um, handsomeness of um, Quinn's father, her, her Irish-American father, and she left. And she abandoned her daughter, Quinn, when when Quinn was only two years old. At least that's what Quinn has been told. Right. So the next book will be what really happened to to Quinn's mother. And Quinn is going to go search for her. So that'll be kind of a fun murder mystery, too. Yeah, okay. Well, um, I wanted to ask you, how much of you do you think are in, like, Nikki and Janet? We always put a little dose of us. We can't help it. But, I mean, they they love horses. How how much of you are in there? Oh, in Nikki, I mean, I am, like, so much in Nikki. And I'm also very much in seeing the key. Um, And now that I'm much older, I kind of relate to – Janet Simpson, too. The only thing is she's rich, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I know. God dang it. Um, but it's fun to write about somebody that has money and goes to all the great places and, you know, buys the beautiful clothes and has the racehorses. It's fun to write about that because it's a fantasy for me, and it's a right. fantasy for the reader that's very enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. I like that very much. Well, when um, – I don't want to ask you a big, long question because we're almost out of time. But maybe I will ask you because our listeners are mostly readers and they love to add to their to-be-read list. Who inspires you? Who do you enjoy reading that we should add to our list? Oh, I started out, of course, loving uh, Walter Farley's Black Stallion books, and then I graduated to Francis. And I loved um, 
Sue Grafton as a female writer and Janet Ivanovich. I love her humor. Um, my favorite authors, um, dare I say it and not offend people, but my favorite authors are all men. Male writers I like because they don't keep going out into the weeds talking about their children and their, you know, family stuff and cooking and making cakes. And, you know, I'm not interested in that sort of book. So I like Michael Connolly. I like Robert Craze. Um, those are two of my favorite authors. And, and I actually really like uh, George Pelicanos, who's a pretty rough writer. Um, so there's still a lot of books out there I like. Um, I do like um, Linda, I think it's Castiano. She writes the Amish, the stories about the Amish um, sheriffs in uh, oh. Ohio. And she, she, is a, she left the Amish family. And so she's torn between, she's a lot like um, Quinn. She's torn between her background and what she wants to be. Um, and I enjoy those books very much. They're great stories. Oh, that sounds interesting. Well, before we run out of time, how can readers get in touch with you after they read the book? Are you on social media? How should they get connected? Oh, I'm all over the place. Um, mostly <laughs> I'm on uh, Facebook and um, Instagram. But if they want to get in touch with me, they can just go to my website, sasserhill.com, and, you know, up at the top there's, there's a little um, menu that says, you know, books and reviews and this and that. But then there's one that says contact me. And if they click on that, it'll just open up an email that goes right to my normal everyday email box. I don't make them go through a website or anything. I just let them email me direct. And I, I respond. I remember nice. um, Sue Grafton said that. Please do come visit me on Facebook. I'll actually respond. And yeah, you think, oh, these people aren't going to respond, but she did. You know, she's really she's a nice lady. Oh, and, I love uh, that. Well, yeah. thanks so much for being here today. It was great having you on. And everyone, go and pre-order Murder at Wilcott's Hotel, and keep your eye out for Murder in the Bluegrass because it's coming in a month. So exciting yeah. time! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for being here. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on Booklights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.